All right, everybody, welcome back to the Better on Paper podcast. This is Monday, April 24th, the Monday before the draft, and Cam and I are here ready to talk draft and the big Aaron Rodgers news that happened today. We're moving through it, man. We've got we've got hard cutoffs today, so we're going to be coming at you with a quick better on paper. So let's just get to the Aaron Rodgers. Let's get to the meat and skip all the vegetables and potatoes. Yeah, so I, obviously the draft is here. It was, it was a big driving factor behind getting this deal done now. I'm so um, happy it got done. Picks. I'm so happy this shit it, got done before the draft. I, I kind of still wish he would have just stayed with the Packers because it would have been hilarious, but I'm loyal the fact to, that I'm it's done, like, football, I'm, I, baby. I'm, this is good for football in general. The <laughs> NFL ecosystem benefits from this. I'm, I'm just, oh, I'm so relieved. Yeah, it, I mean, at this point, like, it, it wasn't that crazy of a trade. I don't really know what took this long. Um, they allegedly like I, stopped talking for, like, the last three weeks. Like, they resumed conversations yesterday, which was just wild yeah, to it, me. It, it is really wild. Um, I mean, we've talked about how there was no leverage in any of this situation, but essentially what it turned into was a pick swap, 13 for 15. Um, so Packers move up two spots, which is kind of irrelevant in a lot of ways. Um, 42, uh, 40, number, number 42 overall, so second round pick, and they swap late round picks. The Jets get a, you know 37 picks higher in like the fifth or sixth round, whatever it is. And they also not – it, not this year's draft, but next year's draft, the Packers will get a second round pick, but it will turn into a first round pick if Aaron Rodgers plays sixty five percent of plays this season. Yep, I was just looking up this, so, this, the conditions on that, so I think that's good. I mean, that, yeah. there's a, there should be a chance that that means the Packers get a that first round pick. That's how I'm reading. Yeah, it, right? it, it, there's a yeah. there's a pretty good chance, barring a, a huge injury for Rodgers. So um, from that end, Packers, you're essentially getting a first and a second. Um, and then now you're going to get your pick, you know, two picks earlier. I don't really know if it means a whole lot, but um, kind of fair value, I guess, for a quarterback that may or may not play next season, right? First. Um, if you're if you're a Jets fan, that's the biggest My problem, first so. thought on this trade that leads us right into draft talks and teams and how they perform on the draft. Do we think this is the year that just – even though it literally makes sense for need-wise, but it's just we're the media – and we're going to make a big deal out of it. So is this the year that the Packers finally draft a first-round wide receiver and it's just going to make a big deal out of it? Because it's now that Aaron's gone, they finally do it, even though like it actually makes sense and they kind of need to do it, but still. So I, I did hear, and this is all rumors and everything, right? But I have heard whisperings that uh, the Packers are pissed at Rodgers for not um, thanking the organization enough on Pat McAfee. Um, and kind of giving their his due, like thanks to the you know, general manager and other executives, um, kind of a speech or whatever that everybody else gives. Everyone is um, so petty. Everyone. Yeah, and it, 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 there's like some people that are like, yeah, well now they moved up two slots. There's a good chance that uh, uh you know, the JSN will be there. Jackson Smith Najiba. Uh, I never know how to pronounce his last name, so I say JSN. Um, but the chance he's going to be there, he's probably the best receiver in this draft, and it's really not close. You could say Addison for USC too, but um, it's likely that uh, JSN's going to be there. So um, I could see them pulling the trigger. Like I, I, I could see it, right? Like at this point now, you're going to load Love with as much options as you can. You have to. Um, Alan Lazard's gone, but then you have Dobbs. Uh, Christian Watson, and then you have JSN. Like that's a, a really young receiving core for him to start working with. Um, obviously, you have Aaron Jones. 
Um, and AJ Dillon in the backfield too. I, I, Aaron Jones, I know I wants can to see it happening. He, I know Aaron Jones is probably going to stick around with Green Bay. He mentioned he wants to like set the record for something with running backs. I forget what the record is, but he has a chance to get it in the next two or three years. So I know he's going to be yeah. there for a minute. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I think the there's a really good chance that the Packers end up taking a receiver this round. Um, I, I think it is their biggest weakness last year. I mean, obviously. You could say now a quarterback if you aren't done a faith in Jordan Love, which I'm not a Jordan Love believer at this point. But you have to um, you have to roll it, with it though. They can't not. You know, it's like regardless yeah. if you believe in him or not, the Packers have no choice but to roll with him. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. It, well, here's the thing: if you, if you're at 13 and JSN is there, you take him at this point. If you're the Packers, that's the, that's your biggest need. Um, you you need to give Jordan Love every opportunity to succeed. Um, and he's pretty much the the only surefire receiver that we have on the board um at that point in the draft at least so um that's where i'm thinking uh, things go uh, from the the jets side of things um the fact that they were able to keep their first round pick is huge um so it could, now they're only at 15 um they still have the world at their kind of sleeves here um the world at their hands whatever the right expression is because I'm, I'm an idiot and can't think of expressions sometimes but um they could really do a whole lot um, they they still have draft picks. They have a ton of young go talent. O-line. They still have cap space. Go boring and go O line. That's what I want the Jets to I mean, do. With you that, can never that go first wrong pick. with that first pick in their first like in their first round. I look at that right now. It looks like it's pick fifteen. I just want to see them go O line. Like they they're good on receiver. They're like they've got their running back. They even just who they just they got James Robinson. Did they bring in another running back this offseason that I'm forgetting about to go with Breesaw? Yeah, they did. I don't remember who it was. Yeah, I'm forgetting who it was. Um, but also. And the defense, the, the thing with the Jets, you know the defense is, was good. Their old line has been a struggle, um, especially with some of their injuries that they've had too. So, uh, yeah, obviously, I think Saul is a great defensive mind too. So it helps their defense out. I think, uh, yeah, give Rodgers everything he wants. Um, I think he would be thrilled with having another lineman. Honestly, or I think he'd be thrilled if to have he wants another. If he wants a wide receiver, then you're going to be forced to do it. I mean, I don't know. You just give then, him. Yeah, then take Addison at fifteen. Go with whatever right? like, he wants. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I think it's a it's it's a good deal for both sides when it's all said and done. Uh, they just needed to to get everything squared away and off the books. What I'll be interested to see is if the Packers what they do because they kind of missed the boat free agency wise now, where they all of that cap space that just got freed up isn't really available to sign any real big name no. players. So it does kind of throw that into a weird loop too. So. Um, not totally sure how that's all going to work out um, for sure. Well, we will find out how it's going to play out for these two teams on Thursday. Um, yeah, it, and, and we can just get into it. I, mean, I guess everything that we're hearing at this point, uh, number one, looks like it's going to be Bryce Young to the Panthers. I, I, um, I, I, was, I thought he was going to the Raiders, so I don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, yeah, some sources are saying that, obviously. I, I, I would love to see and, it. I'd uh, love to see it. Um, does that mean CJ? Because now I'm hearing CJ Stroud is just going to drop, drop, drop. Like, uh, so as far as I can tell, uh, and obviously not that I'm that interconnected with everything, but everything that I'm hearing isn't that CJ Stroud's dropping because of it, 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 there's a stupid test thing, S two, whatever. It's like his virtual reality thing. That's not why he's dropping. Uh, he's it's just that the top of this draft. Um, there's a lot of teams that are either don't need a quarterback or are going to trade back. Um, and I think that's what's going to ha- make his draft night a little bit more anxiety-ridden. Um, but if you look at the top of the draft order, you have the Panthers, who are, looks like want Bryce Young. 
So they're probably going to take or him. a quarterback. Obviously, for sure. things change. Who knows what will happen? Safe to say they're um, going quarterback. But yeah, but if, yeah, they're they're going one of the two, right? Um, so whoever they don't take, then you go to the Texans. The Texans are the biggest wild card yeah, they, here. Nobody has any they, idea. I first of all, there's no reason why they should not take a quarterback here. Like, there's no reason why they should not take a quarterback. Now, this week, last week, whatever it is, they're throwing out the wild card. Like, they may not even go for a quarterback. They're open to trading down because they don't want to. I mean. Some would say maybe this says a lot about the quarterback talent. I would also say, are, are we going to really use the Texans' expertise here as our barometer for what these draft prospects mean? Uh, well, so Nick Casario is kind of classic for going off the wall and not caring. I, you, you wonder what D'Amico yeah, Ryan's has as an influence, Knicks. right? Like, obviously, he's the head coach, but Casario gets the the final say. Wolf of Wall Street, um, Nick so Casario. Uh, he had the reference to the wolf of wall street earlier this week he was like i'm not saying i'm like wolf <laughs> wall street leo like i'm coming back but you know he's like i ain't leaving or some shit like that um it was weird but he directly referenced it so um i feel like it would be awesome you know famous last words we haven't so would it be the first time we've seen a draft happen and then a gm get canned shortly thereafter so you never know maybe this is it the thing with houston too is they do have number 12 overall so they have an interesting they like, obviously the texans I feel like you could say this every single year about the Texans and be correct. They need to hit this draft. They need to do well because um, they're in a bad slump and they will continue to be in a bad slump. But now they actually have picks like, and they, resources to be able to is, get to that this point. This is their chance so to they, get out of that slump, really. Yeah. Yeah. So they, so they need to hit um, on at least one of those two picks. And obviously both would be nice. So if they end up trading back even a little bit, they still have number 12 and they'll probably be able to get one of the top two to three quarterbacks at 12. It just depends on who ends up taking Bryce Young uh, or like CJ Stroud, for example, um, who ends up trading up because there's some weird things, right? So if you, if you start going through this draft order, you go Panthers, Texans. If the Texans end up trading back, it's just a matter of who trades up, right? And if whoever trades up actually needs a quarterback, what will happen there? Who Let's knows? talk. Who who would um, trade up with the a... Texans or Cardinals for two or three? Because Cardinals are apparently open for business as well. Who do we think has a legit chance to like try to go up there for a quarterback if hypothetically one of the Texans or the Cardinals decide to get out? Well, yeah, there's a few things. So you have potentially the Titans. I've been hearing the Falcons. I've been hearing a lot about the Titans. Raiders yeah, are a chance, which is interesting because Raiders maybe, but they just signed Jimmy that big deal. So I think they just wait at seven and just hope someone fell to Plus, them. That apparently, they there's want. good quarterbacks in this um, year's draft where they could be like, you know. I just, you know, the Raiders yeah, I mean, could be. You all have Caleb Williams that comes out and Drake May and all of that next year. You would know so, like, more about that than who me. Who knows? But, but yeah, it, who knows there? I, I could see. It, and here's the other thing, too, right? Go through the teams that are actually quarterback hungry, and there's not very the many. Um, it's, the Colts are there, but they're at number four. They'll probably be able to get. I mean, even know, then, too, very solid I mean, the, the Texans and the Colts won't trade because that's just incestuous. That rarely happens. So it's just like the Colts are, would be trying to trade up to yeah, three. Like, that is their, they're just going to try and move up one spot. Um, well, that's the thing is it depends on what happens with the Texans, right? If the Texans end up not trading, then the Cardinals are definitely going to be on, in the yeah. market for that number three pick. Everyone's going to be wanting it. But if the Texans end up trading that pick away and someone takes C.J. Stroud at number two, then now the Cardinals are in a much worse spot because – no one's going to trade up to take a quarterback at number three because the next available quarterback is potentially Anthony Will Richardson. Levis. Will Levis. Yeah, I've been, hear- been hearing he's shooting up. Two... I don't know why. Apparently he's a weird dude. Yeah, he, he's a little weird guy. But it, I, I just – I don't know. I feel like 
people aren't going to trade up for them. They don't seem like game breaking quarterback talent. They seem like, you know, your typical first round quarterback. Um, we're thinking, you know, mid round. So I just don't see people trading up to number three and having to give up that much capital for him. Um, for either one of those two guys, that's just my thoughts. Anthony Richardson is just, he's an athletic freak and everything. People about think him he is, sounds like a perfect, people are saying he sounds perfect for Seattle to take at five or 20. Dude, I'm hearing what if Seattle goes Anthony Richardson and freaking Bijan at the five and 20. Richardson at five, Bijan at that, 20. That, that would be pretty crazy. Especially with Kenneth Walker. That would be crazy. I just, I know. I I can't imagine they're going to go Bijan just because they have Kenneth Walker. I that feel like it would be like crazy, a, a wasted but it is away. like 20 just seems like the spot. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I mean, there's other teams that I can see taking a guy like, you know, Bijan a little bit higher up too. Oh, Bijan's the interesting one because taking a running back early typically doesn't end well. Typically. They typically don't make it to the second contract. So at that end, now you're – you're putting a lot of stock into this guy where he may be a very, very good running back, but unless you just have zero running back depth, you are more likely to use that pick on somebody you think is going to have an immediate impact. Think of the Kansas city chiefs winning a super bowl with, you know, Jet McKinnon as their, basically their main guy. Dude, um, obviously we're gonna Clyde talk, was the number one Clyde, pick Clyde. La- a couple of years ago and he's, he's not there anymore. Then you have Isaiah Pacheco. Who would they get him in the seventh. fifth round? You know, like it, seventh. There you go. So like, that's the thing. Like, at what point can you invest that much stock in a running back when he could the be counter, horrible? The counter argument, you know, but that also I've heard like just uh, Dan, Daniel Jeremiah. I'll give him a little shout out because he's a draft expert. I'm using quotes here because how how can I you know acknowledge? But they said it's the thing about Bijan is it's like it's almost this game of like everyone, like every team, every scout for the most part has Bijan Robinson as a top ten player in this draft. So it's like. At what point do you say, like, I'm not willing to take a top 10 player in the draft just because they're a running back? And they're like, eventually a team might just say, screw it. Like, why do we, like, we won't let the running back scare us. Like, we have this guy as a top 10 player in our draft. Like, we would view him as best available. Like, let's go for it. I mean, obviously depends on the team, you know, if they're, hypothetically, if Derrick Henry doesn't get traded, I don't know. That may not be the best example, actually, just because he's well, old. Um, but I'm like, you have a guy that you know is No, I, but, but I, I start going through – you're not wrong, but I start going through the list of a lot of these teams where obviously the Panthers aren't going nope. with him. Um, I don't think the Texans go with him that number two. That would be crazy, yep, I think. That would be shocking. Um, <clears throat> the Cardinals, that would also be pretty crazy if they went with him number three. Um, not that they have a bunch of running backs or anything, but the Cardinals literally have a need at their entire, their entire roster is a need right now. The only spot that's not a need is quarterback in like maybe next year, if Kyler doesn't demand a trade, but it's like right now they still need a quarter. So it's like, but Kyler's also going to be out until like, that's what I'm saying. So I'm like, they basically have a need at every position (laughs) next year. Um, so they could really, they could go anywhere. I don't think the Colts are Taylor. Jonathan Taylor there, then Seattle. I don't think they go Bijan, at least not at five. If he's still there at 20, I could see that just because that would be Cause like, yeah, at that you... point. But I don't think they go at five because of Kenneth Walker. No, I don't think they go when five. When you go Detroit Lions, they have DeAndre Swift, Dude, and then they just signed David DeAndre Montgomery. Swift's on his way out, I, then, I think. I think the Lions are done. You get to the Raiders. But I, I then you have the Raiders. Have Josh Jacobs yeah, they won't. At this point. like I don't, I don't think they will, and they have other – bigger pressing needs the falcons are one that is interesting but at that point too it depends on if a quarterback's available yep. they may go with a the quarterback Bears. um to compete with uh, heineke 
It, the Bears, maybe. Who'd they just sign, though? Um, Did they? But the, the Bears are also one of those teams where they have so many holes that they could yeah. take any player and they would probably fill a hole I on think their it, roster. It would be um, sexy so of them point, if they took a wide receiver. To if they took out. a wide receiver at nine, that'd be sexy. I don't know if they'll do it. That might be too early for some of these guys. I don't think – maybe, maybe not. I, I just – I think they have bigger yeah. needs. I think that's going to be where they're – their issue their, their defense was just so bad last year i can't really imagine them doing much True. more than that on the eagles I'm, i really don't I think imagine they will. i was like Titans, i imagine eagles are gonna go Henry, i think eagles won't. will go defense at that 10 slot yeah and then here's the thing too is i think then you go into a, a texans again at 12 i don't like 12 if he's still there at 12 and he's sitting there maybe you take him at that point right um, and I think that's where it goes, starts getting to the point where the Texans probably the would take him at 14. if he's there at 12. The Patriots at 14, but like Ramondre's played really well too. So yeah, they don't necessarily need him. What are their other options? Like at that point, if you're the Pats, like I know they just signed I Juju, do feel like once you get to that. Do they take a receiver that's there too, might. right? Like they if JSN's still there at 14, which I think the Packers would take him before him, but if him or Addison are still there and they really have him high on their board, do they go after a receiver in the early rounds? If we assume no trades, if we assume no that. trades, like that number 14 spot with the Patriots, like through 20 to Seattle is like prime. I feel like for somebody to just be like, we're taking like Bijan or JS or just one of those like skill players that is just like, ridiculously good. Just cause they're like, look at this rate, like it's 14, like they haven't gone. Like we're just going to pull trigger. Like, might as well. Like, they can yeah. always trade. Like, what if they just draft Bijan and they say, Ramondre, you're the two? I, who knows what they do? I Patriots are fascinating to me. That We don't know what they're doing, and I don't know if they have a lot of idea what they're doing either. Um, well, yeah, this draft is really interesting because I don't think – like, typically you have five or ten guys that are like, these are the guys that are going to go in the top ten. This draft, there's – just we don't know because there's also the teams that are in the top 10 aren't necessarily all the worst teams in football. No, there's some that are the best teams in football. Like the Eagles being at 10 is insane. Um, yeah, they, they just went to a Super Bowl, and then you know, like it, the fact that they're in this mix really throws a loop. You have the Lions who in the Seahawks making the playoffs at six, you have the Seahawks at five who within the playoffs. Like it, it's a very weird it's not a great word it's just a weird situation we don't really see this happening especially before the draft happening like maybe draft day you see the trades up to get there but like i don't know so i think that's where it's just going to get really it'll be a fun night because you're going to see a lot of it i can see this going one of two ways i either see nobody trading and it just being like a tradeless night but it's just surprise after surprise because everybody who wanted to trade back didn't get the value they wanted so they just end up picking best you know best available at their position mm-hmm. of need um or we're going to see just everybody just frantically trying to trade up and you're going to see some really big trades for a team that's desperate for a certain position to go up and get them um, here's a team so, that i'm yeah, yeah here's some here's a team i'm interested in that I, I let's discuss they've got two first round picks both come before 20 and we love them here on the Better on Paper podcast. Let's talk about the Detroit Lions, who were one of the best offenses in football last year, the maybe worst defense in football last year. Do we think they just go for the defensive sweep mm-hmm. in the first round? Do you think they still try to keep building that offense? Do you think like 
Do we think this is like a Carolina Panthers of like two years ago draft for the Giants where they literally, or for the, sorry, for the Lions, where they just draft only defensive players? They don't draft a single player on offense. I mean, they just traded away Jeff Okuda. So I'm like, do we see that? But they also, I mean, they're not a perfect offense. I almost feel like it would be irresponsible of them to not try to put some rookies in the offensive you know, side of the ball as well. But how are we feeling? Yeah, I mean, I don't think they go all uh, offense or all defense. I, I think they did sign a bunch of free agents this year defensively. They did. Um, w- which is interesting just to, yeah, just to see kind of where that lands. Um, specifically, Emmanuel Mosley from the Niners. Uh, he should be healthy and ready to go. Uh, CJ Gardner-Johnson gets back in there. That's going to be a great one for him. Um, so uh, Camp Sutton, uh, like, I think they have some interesting holes that they could fill. They signed a couple uh, linebackers. I don't think they're going to be like game-breaking linebackers or anything. Um, and then they – Do we think we'll they see. go quarterback? Um, they did sign Marvin Jones back at receiver. That. I don't think they go quarterback until much My later. only reasoning for that is because um, we do feel like so they I, brought in Jared Goff to like kind of build this team and then be the bridge quarterback. And it just feels like with their draft capital this year – I don't think this is maybe the best quarterback class, but it may. It, it, there's in a way it feels like if they wanted to draft a quarterback, it feels like this year's their best chance to do that. Yeah, I think that they're going to wait on that though, because I think Goff is still very young and he plays well. But I just don't see them drafting this high to move on. I, I could see them getting someone young just as a backup to him and to develop like a third or a fourth round to go south with him, but. He, yeah, he, he did play very well, though. So I could see them taking yeah. you know, some flyers on some of these later on quarterbacks, even like a, a Stetson Bennett or something, right? Like, he's probably not going to go into one of the later rounds. I mean, you have Tanner Morgan, who was just up forever uh, at the University of Minnesota. You have Max Duggan at TCU, who had a great year last year, but he's probably Question, because I'm hearing, I'm hearing to um, look out the, for this guy, and this, I don't know his name, but I know his school. So what do you know? And if you don't know anything, then that's fine, because then you're just like me. The Fresno State quarterback, whatever his name is. He's another interesting – Jake Hayner is really interesting. Uh, right now, a lot of people have him in you know top six to eight um, range. He had played very, very well at Fresno State for uh, – I think he was a four-year right. starter. Um, he is interesting. Um, I think if he was at a bigger school, he would be more renowned. Um, I think uh, – he hmm, he could be one of those guys that we look back on and be like, he got way underdrafted. But he also, if you were to draft him in the second round, thinking he's going to be your eventual guy, it also could end up being like, hey, remember when they took Jake Hayner? What were they thinking? We think in maybe like um, his ceiling. Just because be like he, he is Prescott kind of like thing, because Dak Prescott wasn't until like the third, fourth, fifth round or whatever it was. Yeah, but it's also Fresno State's offense kind of lets him get some I of those see. statistics that kind of build that up. Um, it's just, yeah, it, some of his measurables aren't quite there with, uh, other players. He's only six feet tall. Uh, obviously it doesn't always matter. Um, but let's, you know, just not a big player. It, the upside isn't quite as there from a mobility perspective. Um, some of these other guys, I mean, then, cause you go to like, you know, right after him thereafter, you have DTR from UCLA uh, freak athlete. The reason he's not higher is his arm talent isn't quite there. Uh, he can throw deep. He's just not always great with decision-making and accurate throws. That was where he struggled. 
Um, and I loved him for, as a college quarterback. You know, obviously, he was my team's quarterback, yeah. so I loved him. But um, that's where I think he's going to struggle making that jump. Um, then you have the other guys. I, I've heard a lot about Tanner McKee from Stanford. I don't know if it's just because it's a Stanford quarterback and everyone just is like, oh, it's a Stanford quarterback. We got to give him the nod. I don't know. He'll be a late round guy. I could see a team like the Lions taking Ooh. him as a flyer in like the fourth or fifth speaking round. Of, still there. Say, I, speaking um, of flyers, I've got a quarterback that I don't think is going to go in the first round, but I'm curious on who do you think? Cause someone will draft him. Um, I'm not going to make you guess at like which draft capital he goes, but who do you think takes Hendon hooker out of Tennessee? Cause that could be that he's could be like a guy because, that goes in the second third round where he actually could be a future of a franchise. I think he's gonna a year or two. So I, I heard this take. I think it was from Peter Schrager Ooh, today had Schrager. this take, and I think it's it, it makes sense. Um, and he and he knows the stuff pretty well, and it wasn't about any specific team, but with him, because he probably won't be able to play this year, right? Like he's he's very very likely out for the season because he's recovering from his mm-hmm. I think it was ACL, um, or and whatever his injury was, um. Yeah, but his because of that, it you kind of need him to be a first round pick, so you get the fifth year. Ooh. If he's a second year, you lose that you you lose that one extra year of negotiating power in a way. So if he ends up being good, then you only get him under cheap contract for two years, uh, versus five you for you know it, before you have to negotiate. Yeah, so it, you know it's a four year deal versus a five year deal. That fifth year option is a team option. That's it gives you a lot of. It's interesting. That's that good too. stuff. So it, it is interesting. Yeah. So like, I thought that was a really interesting take. Um, I could see a team like, I mean, that would be a team like the Vikings, mm-hmm. right? Like a Vikings at 23, they're sitting there with Kirk on the last year of his deal. Do they sit there and go, Hendon Hooker had so much upside. He's still there. All the other quarterbacks were taken. We don't see anybody else on our board that we love right now. We need to prepare for the future. Let's take Hendon Hooker and let him just sit here for a year under Kevin O'Connell and just learn the offense, right? Let Kirk, you know, let him watch Kirk and be able to do that. And then Kirk can go to the Niners Um, in a year or two. mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) God, I hope not. Um, But I can see that makes a lot of sense. I I didn't realize, I didn't like think about the years and the negotiating power with that. That makes a lot of sense with the Vikings at 23. Does it does feel like that could just be perfect with the Kirk contract and everything? Yeah, and then you start going through a lot of these other teams. Like he's just, they have no one getting or 29 for the Saints. I mean, I I guess they did just sign Derek Carr, but I'm like, I'm willing to say, yeah, he he was going to be the one. Yeah. Because I could see him in two or three years, kind of phasing out, especially if he's not playing well and things are. Going I mean, we know that it can, we know um, that you can let your rookie quarterback sit for at least three years, a la Packers. So I mean, it's not the end of the world if the Saints did take Hendon Hooker and like was like, screw it, we're still going to commit to Derek Carr for two years because just focus on your rehab, and then in year two, focus yep. on like learning and getting good, and then we'll see where you're at year three. But like, in the, realistically, a lot of these teams aren't going to take. A quarterback, no. right? Like a lot of these teams, they aren't going to take a quarterback in the first round. I should say, just because their quarterback is young and good, so there's no way that this young quarterback's ever going to be the guy. So obviously, when you get in the later rounds, you have the Chiefs, Eagles. I'm hearing whispers that the, the Chiefs want to trade up Bills. and they want to trade up big, not like trade up to like a 27 or something. Like I'm hearing like the Chiefs want to trade up to like the teens. I don't think top well, 10. The, the thing is, the Chiefs are awesome. I mean, the Chiefs are also an interesting team too. Where like it, they could trade up to take that's, one of those big. That's what I'm kind of hoping. Homes, right? I mean, like, that's what would get me most excited. Like the, the 
Yeah, and I think that's a really interesting point because, like, I, I think the the Chiefs roster, like, obviously Mahomes proved he could win with very little talent around him last year. Um, won a Super Bowl. Don't fuck like, around and find horrible, out, though. But, like, do MBS not fuck around and find out. I do not want them to go Aaron exactly. Rodgers complacency with the Packers well, and just be like, he'll figure it out. Well, and let's be honest, Kelsey at some point is going to oh, start of falling off here, right? It's like, literally he's any getting older. At, in the next, he, he's probably got two it, to three years, and he's going to start there's progressing at least minimally right he's not gonna yeah, be there's a real the chance it's any it could be next year yeah it's not that he's he's not even gonna be bad I don't, I don't think he'll ever get to the point i think he'd probably retire before he got bad he's just yeah. not gonna be a number one right and so and that's Mahomes needs a number one option so do you then draft and just say screw it we'll give up our future you know mortgage our future essentially in a way to keep Mahomes happy with a top flight receiver where if there is a, a JSN, a Jordan Addison, who I think is, he Ooh. just was the most annoying receiver ever at USC. Um, Quentin Johnson's interesting. I, really I do know that TCU. the Chiefs have been um, having Mahomes already work out with at least one of the big name wide receivers. And I know it's Trey Flower. And I know. Or Zay Flower. Not, Zay not Flowers Trey Flower. Which, which, Flower. Yeah, but he. Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers. Him. One, him. He went Boston to College. work out with Mahomes, and he did like a private like Mahomes workout. And I know out of all the big receivers, that's the only like, one that like worked out with the Chiefs and Mahomes. So people are thinking if they trade up, they're going for him. If they trade up, yeah, he is a really interesting player. There's a lot of teams that Patriots are, are to him too. right now, just because I think yep, I he know has Patriots a lot of upside. Here in a lot of, um, yeah, I've heard I've, I've heard even Vikings really into him too, which I think is interesting because now Thielen's gone. So the Vikings are another weird team where like they have a bunch of holes. So if Vikings are sitting at 23 and you know they're sitting there going, oh, what do we want to do here? Maybe they aren't really sold on Hendon Hooker and they're sitting there going, well, we just need to give Kirk some other options here now that Thielen's gone. Um, obviously, they have Hawkinson. Obviously, they have Justin Jefferson. But then do they pair Justin Jefferson with another stud receiver and just make it impossible for defense like defenses to, to guard them, right? Um, so the Vikings are a really interesting team. Uh, and honestly, they, they have a lot of holes. They did. They lost a lot of guys. Um, so it, it's going to be a, a, a very uh, speculative draft process for the Vikings. Their GM is also um, not a football guy originally. He's a yeah. math guy. So it is kind of interesting, too, where we're going to see. And, and he's Darryl kind of the league, and he hasn't been kind of hated on. Uh, not quite, but he, yeah, I, I, I always forget. Um how to pronounce his name, but I know Quasi, you're talking. Quasi, I think he did. I, can't remember yeah, his I name. think he came out of Kansas um, City. I could be so wrong on that. He was a Harvard guy. I want to say he was like an economics guy at Harvard or something. So he's like, just like brilliant dude. That just he's not necessarily a football driven. Like I'm watching film guy. So he needs. He basically needs the scouts that are doing the legwork and the other like you know director of player personnel other kind of positions that are doing a lot more of that legwork. And his job is to kind of figure out structurally how they make all this work. So I wonder on draft day how much he's the one running. The I'd be show curious or not. too. Um, maybe he learned a ton about football and is you know you'd, more on yeah, that bandwagon than you know, I know. You'd, but you'd, that um, he you know tried to commit to get better at you know the job he got hired for that you know you'd hope. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, there's there's gonna be a certain extent where like there's only so much you can learn in a year and a half. Right. Um, and he's been in a bunch of different organizations and different capacities too. So, um, it, he's really interesting. Um, other teams that I think really yep. need to just crush it, um, in terms of uh, like what their draft looks like right now. 
um, or what their team looks like right now because their windows are starting to to dwindle here. Um, the Steelers, yeah, the Steelers got to do well. They they typically draft well. They've but been they, over. They, they can't for a few screw this up. Now. Like it's not going to keep going. Yeah, at some point they gotta they gotta make a move, especially in their division where they're gonna have three other solid teams. Um, they can't afford to fall too far behind. Um, the Commanders are a very interesting team too. Obviously, there looks like they're gonna ride with Sam. That's Howell within a lot of the reporting now. is they um, are riding with Sam Howell for now, which how they're changing ownership. That's just a, a yeah. different kind of wrench That's in this point. whole puzzle. They'll go we'll line. They'll go line. Keep it safe. Um, for the Terry McLaurin. That's, well, that's, yeah. If you, if you ever pick O-line, yeah. everyone's like, oh, great pick, great pick. Right. So no matter what, like you're safe there, but they're an interesting team. I think really you have to go for it. The Titans are another team. They just hired uh, one of the Niners uh, personnel guys too. Um, so I, I think. I've got a cool. He as a GM might be trying to make his what, stamp. Question on for things. you about so maybe question for you about the Titans, move? and it'll just be a yes or no. We don't need to go too crazy. Just do you think the Titans move up into the top ten for this draft? I'm not saying you're projecting what they take, who they take, wh- how far they move up. Do you, do you think? Because I I've been hearing the Titans are feeling aggressive. We'll leave it at that. So just do you think that they pull off a trade into the top ten on or before? draft night you know after recording this i okay. i don't think so i i don't think so only because i mean top 10 is kind of dumb it's dumb but but i i get the I, I just i i see them more likely i i so i saw this this was all right so uh a pretty prominent and you know larry kruger from the bay area KMBR very prominent Bay area sports radio host for a long time. Um, he tweeted out like a week or two ago, which I was just really interesting because he knows his stuff and knows people in all the organizations, especially in the Bay areas so with the Niners. He said something to the effect of he expects Trey Lance to be traded to the Titans for Malik Willis in a second round. Whoa. And I don't I buy like, it. I don't what? buy it, but there's so much incestuous. And I don't buy it Those either, but it just seems incestuous right now. They've got yeah, a lot of well, mm. well, and that's where I was like, this is a really weird. Like, why are they? Like, what, what's making him say that other than just for the headlines? I guess, but he does know his stuff typically, and he doesn't really make a lot of bold comments like that. So it just made me think, okay, well, if that's what their goal is, they may just not be sold on any of these top quarterbacks in this draft, and may be more likely to trade mm. for a Trey Lance, right? Where they give the Niners either a second rounder or their first at Did 11 they talk to Ryan for Trey Lance. Again? And then they know Malik Willis is not their guy. And do, do they have they that conversation there, right? with like, Ryan Tannehill for the second I, year? I don't know. They're like, hey, you know what? We're actually going to bring in another guy, but you're still our guy. Because they did that last year with the Malik Willis stuff, and he well, went. I, little... I don't think they would. I, I think they would just hand trade the reins and be like, Tannehill, you're the backup. I would love to see that. Gosh, I, I, that's where I think they would go because, like, it, it's clear Tannehill's not the so guy that. anymore, he was, right? He like, he was never. Point. He had that one half season where he was like MVP because they played so much better with him, right? But in reality, I don't like I, that's what I see happening. I, I see them if they trade for Trey Lance, he's the guy. He's cleared. He's fully ready to go, and that's what it would be. I, I don't think it would be what the Niners would do. I because I, I don't think 
Malik Willis a, gives us any yeah. extra value. I don't, so, like, I was gonna say, why that's would we the want him? Weird. You know, like, I, I would like, rather get another draft pick. Because the Niners feel a little, like, draft pick dry right now. So, I'm like, I don't know why they would, like, want to just bring in Malik Willis. They, like, you already got Brian Hoyer. What's you know, Sam Donald? I just don't know what Malik Willis does. Yeah. I mean, the only thing is you're saying, hey, we think it. I also know that they don't want to trade Trey unless they know Brock's going to be healthy. That's the other side. Get too. ready I, for I it. I mean, it you're already ready for it. Like, it's just, just oh, it's been all the talk. It's just the Niners are going to trade Trey Lance. They're not going to trade. I'm sure it's just exhausting for you. Well, and John Lynch said today, which the Niners They're are all, always I don't just trust all the smoke, right? So John Lynch said today in, in an interview where he said, like, yes, I have had conversations with Trey Lance about potentially trading him. Um, like he knows it's on the table, but also like we expect him to be a part of this team. And what they've said all along is right now, our biggest strength as a team is the fact that we have multiple quarterbacks that can play at a high level. And obviously what happened last year, we had three quarterbacks get hurt. We can't afford to not have multiple quarterbacks that can mm-hmm. play well on our team. So we would rather have that than sacrifice one of those for a little bit extra picks. They basically said it's going to take, an offer that blows us away in order to, to trade Trey. I think that's fair. Which I think that's what, at this point, you got to do. Trade's really cheap. Like, it'd be different if he had a $25 million cap hit or something. He's got, Yeah, like, also, I mean, you did trade hit, three first. You know? I mean, like, if you like, get, like, a good offer that just blows you away, it just may not hurt to just try to, like, get some of that back. Just Riku. Yeah. And there's also, like, you know, Brandon Ayuk, his contract's going to be coming up here soon. So, like, there's rumors about him, but the it sounds like John Lynch wants to make this the all-in year and see what happens. So don't be surprised if the Niners make a, a wild trade um, to get back into the first round, like in the late first round for uh, that would be a position wild. of need. That'd be uh, so crazy. A big position of need. Um, I, I definitely want us to draft some some linemen here to fill it out. I think that's kind of my, my biggest Just anything that helps keep quarterbacks right healthy? Um, yeah, but we, we lost a couple guys. Uh, it would just be nice to have some depth there, too. Um, I think, obviously, the, the Hargrave that was a good, signing is such a big so signing awesome here. for our D-line. It wouldn't be bad to have another – having another young D-lineman in there would be awesome, too. I love our D-line coach, Chris Kacerik. is just fantastic, um, and he's done a really good job with a lot of them, too. So, um, it, Niners are an interesting team. They're not in the first round, but they have shown that they're willing to trade up into these positions. So don't be surprised if they do something. It may not be the big blockbuster, you know, moving up from no first round pick to a top 10 pick, but they could move into the back half of this draft with something kind of interesting. So like, keep an eye out for them we too. We'll all keep our eyes out for the San Francisco 49ers to get into the first round. That would be exciting. Yeah. Um, another team that I think hasn't been talked about a ton Maybe just because Brady retired and they kind of just all wrote the Bucks off, but the Bucks I think are really interesting. They, they're at nineteen, so they're not consider in a consider me situation, consider me they're one not of in a those great situation. I, I just am not interested. It's like I just am not interested in Tampa Bay this year. Like unless they somehow get a quarterback in that first round pick, I just am like nothing they do will make me move. Yeah, yeah like Baker will be interesting. Baker's going to be interesting, right? Because like part of the Bucks' struggles last year wasn't Brady; it was their O line was just decimated with injuries, right? So it, they still have plenty of talent at the receiver position around them. Their O line just sucked so bad; Brady had no time, and they couldn't ever run plays that developed. Especially with Mike Evans being such a big play threat down the field, that was where his specialty came in. Um, we'll see where Baker 
is able to thrive if now with some of that O-line getting healthy again, you know, maybe they just end up going O-line at 19 and riding with what they have. They have some really great guys in that defense. Um, we'll see. Uh, the offense was anemic last year, That's, so they really can't I mean, be yeah. much worse. They're, they do, uh, I feel like, yeah, they focus so, on offense, truly. Um, so, yeah, the, the, they're going to be interesting. Um, I love draft day. It's just like it, the possibilities are endless. I genuinely don't know outside of Carolina picking a quarterback. I don't know of any team that is for sure going to take any position. Even. I like, I just, I, I don't just know. Like the Chiefs like, are I can go, see. I feel like they're just going to go deep. Almost anything again. happening. Which is fine. It just makes, I'm just getting strong green Bay Packer, Aaron Rodgers handling vibes. And I just, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and be down on my team. Of course not. We just are coming off winning the championship. So, no, no negativity here. I just, I just hope to not see like within the next few years, like the the complacency with Mahomes being on the roster. Yeah, uh, the Chiefs, I'll trust, though, and I trust our trust GM. Of course, he's so. like Mister Wizard. He, when he asked about the like, he was asked about like trading up, and he was like, "Yeah, there's a very real chance we will trade up in this draft to make a big move, or we'll trade down." And it was just like, "Oh my god." Like that, trading down has actually been more his his style. So I'm like, of course. Yeah. Yeah, and one kind of maybe maybe we'll end on this last kind of bit of news for the day because um, I know we went all over the place. The draft just like we're not no experts. Good we don't do have any. We weren't um, at the combine. We have no sources. Like it's, it's like also. I feel like mock drafts are kind of useless because then trades get put into play, and it's just like what it doesn't matter. You, it, they're all just a bunch of crap. But the one thing that did happen this weekend was with the Lions. Lions had, uh, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but that's what kind of makes their draft a little bit spicier too. They didn't lose any of their big, big guys, but they had a controversy where they ended up losing like six players. Some of them they cut, some of them were suspended uh, for a few games. One of God, them that's such a bummer because he was six one. Games, yeah, we were uh, hoping to gambling. see Jameson Williams last year with the injury. Didn't he got? I mean, my favorite stat right now: Jamison Williams has the same amount of NFL suspensions as he does NFL receptions. Uh, one. Don't. He's had one reception and one suspension. <laughs> Jamison Williams. So I'm I like, think, oh. this is going to be. I think. I, I think Jamison Williams will be a very good player for the Lions. So it is a bummer that he was out. I, I do think it's a dumb rule that they can't bet on other sports. I get why they do it, and I get like no fun league. I, I understand, but. That it, I get it, it, but it's the no I get it though. League. Like they're trying to distance themselves. They don't want anybody in their arena, in their you know, control, to have anything to do with gambling because it could potentially put them in a bad. I light. get it too. So I, I mean, it. it's no fun, um, but I get it. I don't agree with it, but I get it. Yeah, and, and then all, the other side of this too is they had a bunch of smaller kind of level talent players that got involved and in this, some of which are betting on NFL games. Um, others were just betting, were on betting on other things. Uh, it was like a... non-NFL games. And the thing is that some of them are allowed to bet, just not on NFL facilities. So that's the other thing too, is that they did it while at the Lions facility, which is a technicality, but it's also like, come on, like, yeah. you know, the rules just what, like, don't do it. Calvin you would have Ridley thought Calvin Ridley was for it. the like, like it was like, like the do not this do this. And like I honestly thought that it would be at least a few years because I thought it was Calvin Ridley's was such a big deal that it would like deter people. And then it's just like this happened, and you're like, come on, guys, like this is just be smart. 
yeah yeah it, it, and like again it's a bunch of stupid ass games that don't matter and they're half of them bidding on baseball and other shit but then you also have like calvin ridley was doing a bunch of parlays and lost like it, there's a point too where when clearly like when they suck at what when they're gambling like it why should it matter i i get why it's just there's a lot that frustrates me about it, but I totally understand why the NFL is trying to take Yeah, I get it too. It. It's just annoying. Um, so the it, it does make the Lions draft a little more interesting too and a little more spicy because then you can see them going receiver in one of those later picks that they have just because James Williams is going to be out for six games and they feel like they need to stock up. I could see them going tight end. Um, and it, and that's kind of why I wanted to end on this is tight end is going to be really interesting too because there's a couple – the, the two top tight ends and Dalton Kincaid from Utah and Michael Mayer from Notre Dame. Those are the two biggies that I think everyone wants. So we'll see where they end up, but the lines. That'd be so fun, like especially because they don't have Hawkinson guys. there anymore. Um, so, I mean, correct me if I'm like forgetting about a, a tight end in Detroit, yeah. but. No, I mean, they I'm have, not like, forgetting about a tight end Zilstra in Detroit then. <laughs> a couple other guys that like, yeah, well, like, yeah, they're, they're, well, they had a couple, like I think it was Zilstra that had like, two or three touchdowns in that one game. Like one of those weeks last year was just like a random like thing where he had like, I remember CJ Uzama too, but like the, the Lions offense was good enough yeah. where they can kind of plug and play. Um, so it, it, the, the Lions will be a good team this year. I, I, I am officially locking them in as my pick to win the North. Ooh, you're not even going to wait till post injuries or anything like that happening. I'll, I'll probably just, yeah, I'll probably just go lock them in. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I, I guess uh, I can lock him in now and then change my mind in, you know, two That's days fair. and I can then just lock in another team. There's no so, repercussions um, here. We'll see. But that, right now they're my team and then they're, they're my team in the North to win it. Um, I just think that their roster's the best overall and the way that they were playing at the end of last year, I think is building a lot of momentum and confidence within that locker room, um, you know, behind our man, Dan Campbell. So I just, that's where I think it's going to, the Lions are the te- a team to watch. I, for the third year in a row, they are the number another... one team to watch. And for a reason, for a reason. I sound yep. sarcastic saying that, but I'm not. Yep. They're going to be. They are. No, oh. they're spunky. They're I would spunky. love to see him get some. Like, J- that Jameson Williams pick last year was so fun. It's such a bummer that we haven't got to see him go yet. I'm like, that's the thing that was like, I don't even care about the other guys that get kicked off the team. Like, I recognize some of the names, but I was like, these guys, this is NFL. This is next man up. These guys, whatever. Jamison Williams was a bummer, but luckily it's only six games, which I was happy about. That would have been brutal if he was like another full year. Yeah. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this week. Uh, This draft episode, it's going to be fun. I'll obviously be rooting for a lot of my I'll be rooting for my Zags. Um, Draft is always fun. Um, We'll definitely kind of get back to a little bit more of our regularly scheduled programming post draft two of I was uh, say, some more I'm gonna analysis be, of what's going on. I'm always better at talking post draft than I am pre draft. So I'm I'm excited for next week. Yeah, well, because there's there'll be way less speculation, then it'll be the a lot more of like now we have yeah. some you know harder facts to be able to go off of and discuss, and then we're also gonna be able to get into all the fun stuff with schedule. Oh, the schedule will come out a couple weeks deal. after. Um, so that'll be fun to, to get into. Um, well, we definitely have some, I think, big time drafts coming up. I, I know we're going to do a karaoke oh. song draft at some you point. Sing That's going to be fun. You can't say your song. Um, you have to sing so... your song. You Not the whole song, but you got to give it at least like a nice 20 seconds. <laughs> we're we're going to do that. 
All right, that we'll, means we'll it's have not to happening. That debate later. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we also we've also had some we've also had some draft idea or non-draft ideas. We've definitely had some uh, debate style ideas we wanted to do. So um, we'll, we'll see where things go. Yeah. But absolutely everybody have fun with the draft let's hope for some big trades and your team just got their guy i guarantee it peace